Welcome to the Clapped Out Moto Hour. Today on the show, we are talking tools, budget tools, expensive tools, medium expensive tools, and kind of talking about what we started with and where what we have now. So on the show, I have Danny. Hey. Chris. Hello. Robert. Hey. All right. So as with every other show, episode number five, by the way, we've been doing this just over a month. Pretty exciting. Thank you to all our loyal listeners. Uh, I looked at our stats. I noticed that everyone who has listened has listened to each episode. At least the numbers suggest that. So that's pretty cool. Thanks Thank again you. for Thank tuning you. in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So as with every week, let's talk about it. What's on the bench? Danny, I want to hear this because I know I've heard a lot about this cub. Uh, I'm curious. What is the latest? So I need to get battery acid and a trickle charger still. Um, but my tail light came in. It took a week to get here from China, which is fucking nuts. Wow. I guess I just got it right, right on the shipping cycle. Um, Damn. And then my headlight came in. The battery holder came where in. Where did you? What? I'm just curious. Uh, where did you order that from? eBay. Was that like Alibaba? Oh, no. It was Straight just from eBay. eBay. I China. think it was like, okay. uh, I see it for a lot of parts for mopeds and motorcycles. Too fast. Too sure. fast moto. Too Fast Moto. I also buy stuff from Too Fast Moto. I have also yep. ordered from Too Fast. Shout out. And I they have the, everything. The last, and I remember the last time I ordered from them, I got it, I think, fairly yeah. quick as well. I yeah. think I was pretty surprised. Something electric. If I remember right, it was a uh, capacitor or something. That sounds so right. I, yeah, I just got it. a set of ignition coils from them. Nice. nice. Yeah, they're, they're super Shout quick. out Too Fast Moto <laughs> if you want to sponsor. <laughs> um, but yeah. All right. Anyways, Headlights sorry, in, but... battery, battery holders in, because the battery holder was just not there because it didn't have a battery. Um, and then my side covers, because I had some, but they were cracked, so I ordered some some new ones, are in limbo in Indonesia currently. So those Ooh. will get here at some point. Um, but not too much work done on it. I did get the tube swapped on my Honda Hobbit, um, so that is back riding, running. Um, nice. That bike is super fun. It's fully stock and 33 miles per hour of pure bliss. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so the Hobbit goes three miles an hour? 33 miles an hour. Oh, okay. I was like, hmm, yeah. it's kind of slow. No, not three miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> that's, probably, that's a white knuckle 33 miles per hour, I think. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Just full full throttle. <laughs> <laughs> full <sin. laughs> yeah. Um, But yeah, that's, that's where the Cubs at. I... Maybe after after we finish this episode, I'll get to spend some time in the garage and take a look at this wiring and see see what we can get done. Nice. Yeah. So Very the nice. ratio is I think back to like sixty forty. The uh, 60, the 40. Hobbit uh, turned the tide, so I'm back to you know in the positives. So that's good. That's respectable. Yeah. Robert, where are you at this week? I am right where I was last week. Uh, kept <laughs> just right now. I have the engine pulled out of the triumph so i've just been like working on tearing it down so i pulled the top end last week i got rocker boxes off all the usual triumph stuff side uh side covers are off everything's drained starting to pull it apart Uh, i got the clutch pulled um i'm waiting on some cam gear pullers so i can pull my cam gears and keep disassembling um i think that's all that's changed for me yeah so just tear down, gotcha. just start keeping going on the tear down, ordering more like triumph specific parts, which is always fun. Um, so 
after this, any triumph that comes my way, I'll be ready. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm keeping an eye out. If anybody right? out there has a mountain cub they're looking to unload, I will <laughs> yeah. happily add another not running British motorcycle to my garage. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I imagine with a bike that age, the probably the the prudent thing to do would be to just tear it all the way down and check through everything. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Which which I knew is like I, I think I mentioned last week that it's it's I knew it was the proper thing to do, and I was seeing if I could cheapskate it, and uh, I can't. So now I'm doing it the right way. Mm. So um, yeah, I got to do a full full rebuild on the engine. Um, mm. But I, th- I think everything should be good. The the crank that's in there should only have like a thousand miles. The pistons look good. Uh, pulled the whole top end so the cylinder looks good everything's in spec i uh, got some new rings on the way i'm um, just gonna hone the cylinder and do all the normal stuff so it should be good got new valve springs um yeah all the usual top end stuff and then the bottom end is just going to be pulling everything apart cleaning it new bearings um mm. the 500s use a uh, bushing on one of the main one of the sides of the crank so i gotta sort that out and make sure i'm getting the right size but other than that it should be good all's looking good so Excited. Nice, very nice. Moving along, it should be up and running in no time. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> oh no yeah. time. Chris, anything? Um, working on baby. Working on baby. Uh, it's my birthday weekend. Ooh, happy birthday! Happy birthday! Turning, turning thirty-one on Tuesday. So oh, yeah. there's that. I have arrived. <laughs> Welcome. Second, second, second time in a row. We're doing this. Birthdays. Just counting from like being 30 to 31. 30 to 31. Second 30s birthday. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm excited. I'm just uh, resting, relaxing, taking lots of baths, and eating lots of chocolate. Um, nice. That does sound better than working on that does, yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, and it's great because, right because when... Totally. And I just hear Jordan work on the bike and it's literally just him going ah! <laughs> <laughs> the garage. And I'm just like, oh, the, what's going the on The video there? he so greatly sent the other day was, fuck! Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, you, you can't underestimate a lot of a lot of working on old bikes is intimidating the parts into working sometimes. That's yeah, right. Yeah, some who's boss. Exactly. I remember uh, there were a couple of good moments like that last week in the shop. One of them being that I have the frame. So I have everything. um, I have to say, we're going to talk about tools today. And I don't think I would have ever imagined how valuable having a hydraulic lift was for a motorcycle. I have absolutely no idea how I worked on bikes before. I'm getting old and it just is like the absolute worst to be working on something and have it like be on the ground crawling under it just the absolute worst so i finally i bought a used lift about a half about a half a year ago six months ago or so and oh my gosh what a game changer it is just so nice to have it up but anyways so i I have it up you know it's it's acts as a second table at this point and i had the frame up and I had taken everything off the frame, but I had left the triples on the frame itself. So the bike kind of has a tendency to lean forward mm-hmm. uh, if you put any kind of force into it. So one of them, I was actually like clearing something. I bumped into the frame. It like toppled down forward and the cylinder rolled off the bench and hit the ground. I was like, 
oh, I was just like losing it because I, I was worried I was going to chip the like inside yeah, of the the sleeve or something, oh. and it landed perfectly on like a couple rags, like oh, just nice. like a baby in, in cradled <laughs> oh by rags. And Swaddled. I was like, oh Locked my out. gosh. Because the cylinder is like in a great shape. So I was like, no, please don't chip <laughs> Anything it. That'd be but so that. bad. That'd be like having to press in a new sleeve yeah. and everything. It'd be such a pain. So, uh, yeah, I guess for my bench, I finally got parts ordered. I have everything now. I decided to forego a piston and rings because I've inspected them and checked the clearance. This is for the 94WR250, the Woods Project bike. And everything is looking so good that I know it's kind of a cheapskate move, but I'm just going to run them because the, the, the cylinder saw is cross-hatching. Everything is super That's clean. That's what you were saying. Yeah, just, I remember you mentioned the cross-hatching on the cylinder. Everything looks really new. Yeah, it just doesn't. I don't know. It's at that point where I know if I put a piston in, it would just feel... And it's not like I can save it and then just use it later because the, the bore's already been right. kind of mated to that, that piston and rings. So... I decided that I'm just going to run that, but I did get a new bearing. I had, there's really nothing I can do about the shift shaft. My plan is to kind of just use this bike and use it as a putt around trail bike and then eventually retire it to loner kind of duty so that if friends want to come through and have a lighter bike to ride, I have it. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I'm hoping in a couple of years I'll be able to buy like a closeout YZ250X or something or a KDM 300. Uh, and, you know, because nowadays, I don't mean to go on too much of a tangent, but the uh, used bike market is actually pretty inflated. And I see dealers selling like two, three model year old bikes, um, like cheaper than I would see them on the used market, which is kind of That's insane. Wild. Yeah. Nuts. Well, I think, so I, I think like... I, no, go ahead. Uh, I think I'd swoop in on something like that, like a newer 250X or something. Yeah. I was going to say, we talk about this, I feel like pretty often uh, outside the show, but it's been really interesting seeing the used bike market really, um, you know, I know we're not the first people to talk about the used bike, used bike market going crazy with COVID and quarantine and prices mm -hmm. just shooting up. And what's been really interesting is seeing the prices of, I think a lot of older air cooled bikes start to eclipse, you know, sort of that mid two thousands KTM. Uh, and now I feel like that's even carrying into the sort of later, like you can find, um, you can find like a mid 2000s KTM for like in the twos now, which is pretty wild. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely it's definitely some of the Japanese bikes are really eclipsing their value, I think. But I don't know, you know, what's a bike worth? It's whatever right. someone's willing to pay for it. Yep. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, so the WR is still on the bench. I just got the parts. I've had a really, really busy week with school. So I've just been kind of, I pulled everything out, inspected everything, make sure I got the right parts. It can be tough when you're getting older bikes. You always want to make sure that the right stuff got shipped to you. But Rocky Mountain delivered again, and it's looking good. So I got the bearing, uh, the uh, excuse me, the seal for the crank, crank seal to put in, the reeds. Um, I think actually now that I'm looking at everything, I think the reeds were probably the primary culprit. Thinking about, um, there was a... Like the the barrier or the um, seal, the crank seal was a little bit bad, but the reeds were like had a huge gap on the cage. And I'm pretty new to working on two strokes, so it wasn't entirely obvious. But as I pulled it out and took a closer look, I think that's what was letting all the gas in, and that's what was fouling the plugs pretty mm -hmm. quick and making it very hard to start when it was cold, but very easy to start when it was hot. So that mm -hmm. that kind of explains more of that. So the reeds will go in. Um, I'll put together the top end again. And it should be ready to reassemble. I've serviced all the linkage and greased everything. So it's ready to just be slapped together. So hopefully that's coming up 
soon. Nice. So yeah, kind of the bulk of this show, I think we're going to talk, we talked last week a little bit about toolkits, what we're kind of running on our bikes. Uh, we talked about kind of where we're going and how that influences our toolkit. So if we have something for like a, around the town or like in, in my case, something I'd take on the trail, if I'm going riding at a OHV area or something, um, and maybe those longer distance trips, you know, what we're bringing on, what's an important tool to have. But for this week, uh, we just talk a little bit about tools. Um, I'm kind of interested to know where we started out, what kind of tools we bought. Was it the like all-in-one mechanics kit? Did we piece something together? And kind of what our philosophies on, you know, since this show is kind of looking at the budget DIY side of things, what our philosophies are on cheaper tools I pulled some friends and some people who listened to the show and got some responses through the week that were like, you know, you get what you pay for. Some people said it's okay to have a mix, like some things are better than others. So yeah, I think right off the bat, kind of my first question to pose to you guys is when you're just getting in, so let's say you got that first bike, you know, probably more of a project than you anticipated, even though everyone told you to get a running bike, you didn't, like all of mm -hmm. us. And you get it home and you're like, oh man, okay, I gotta, I gotta get started working on this thing. I gotta pull the plug, change the oil, oh, but I don't have a plug wrench, I don't have a socket set. You know, where, where did you start? What was that first kit? Um, so Danny, I'm, I'm kind of curious, because I remember when you got your first moped, you were asking me some questions about that stuff. and. And I'm kind of curious, though, where did you start with your first kit and how has it kind of evolved over the years? Yeah, um, I think first I had like some like basic roadside kit that I got from like AutoZone or something um, and then quickly learned that I didn't have enough metric sockets. So I picked up like some cheap Pittsburgh Harbor Freight set and uh, kind of just pieced it up from there. I know I, I got a lot of like one off tools from AutoZone because at where I was living before it was like right up the street. So popping up to mm -hmm. like, just like, Oh, I need to go grab a spark plug. Oh, I need to go grab this pair of pliers. Like it was just right there. Um, so I started that way lately or later on, I guess, um, I picked up, uh, like a full on set of like rat, like sockets and ratchets from Costco. They had a DeWalt like 108 piece set and, it was like a hundred bucks and I have never looked back. Mm. Like it's, everything has worked great. I have not had to replace anything. Nothing is stripped out. It's, okay. it was a steal for the price and I'm, I'm happy I did it. And then other odds and ends, mostly from Harbor Freight. Okay. Yeah. So the DeWalt set. So that was a complete set. Yeah. How much did you say it was? It was like a hundred bucks. I think it was, it was probably on sale at that point, but I think if you, you pick one up online, which you can get them not at Costco, they're like 150. So it's, it's still reasonable for what you get. And like, if you're looking for something that'll pretty much give you the tool for everything you need to do other than specialty tools, like that's, that's all you need. And that was the full mechanic set. So it came with like metric sockets, SAE yep. sockets, screwdrivers, like the whole Allen keys, the whole nine yards, a whole nine yards dang yeah that's actually not you know i used to think i was like budget 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 and i used to buy the cheapest stuff um you know harbor freight mm -hmm. became a really quick staple early on for me but yeah as i've had some of those tools start to break down or get lost <laughs> yeah big enemy to my tool collection yeah. uh you know it's i've seen the value of buying some better stuff so the 
the DeWalt stuff does look good. I'm curious though, one one question I've been thinking yeah. of uh, today, I took kind of a field trip to price out some stuff. Is that DeWalt set? Is it? Do you know if it's made here in the USA or is it a Chinese I do set? not. Um, I'd have to look, mm-hmm. but either way, like even if it is a Chinese made set, like quality seems to be there. So I know Yeah, I've, sometimes that's lacking, but I mean, at least with this one, like seems to be there so maybe, maybe it is u.s made maybe it is made in china but either way no complaints from me well and, <laughs> and if you talk to the old timers in the in the motorcycle community they used to always talk about how japanese stuff was very dubious quality and thing you mm-hmm. know we all know now that japanese bikes are some of the most reliable out yeah. there so i feel like we're kind of at that point now where the chinese market has developed enough and gotten specialized oh, yeah. enough. they're making enough of those tools that we're probably at the at the age now where chinese quality tools are probably just where you know japanese tools they're, they're probably getting pretty close to equal quality yeah i i would say yeah. so yeah and and a lot depends on the materials that they're cast out of and things i've noticed big big changes between the different manufacturers even made in china so um yeah robert what did you start with what was that first set for you so i uh i started out with a uh, and I don't remember how many pieces, but basically a big um, sort of similar craftsman set that I don't remember what the occasion was that I got, I think, as either a graduation, like high school graduation or something at some point. Uh, what's now been probably probably close to 20 years ago. Uh, wow. I've been working through the same craftsman set when you could still buy U.S. craftsman tools, huh? probably at Sears. Um, mm-hmm. And I have to say, I... I love it. I'm actually currently in the process of um, slowly rebuilding it and replacing like the smaller or more obscure sockets that I've lost over the years that have been misplaced, things that have like rolled under benches and never been found. Um, Ten millimeter. Or you shared. Very, you shared a shop with me. And or I shared lost, a shop. Yeah, like, exactly. Magic. <laughs> somehow, not, somehow, when I left, somehow. some of them had gone missing. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Mm. No, it's okay. Uh, I have a- I have one quarter inch driver. I will give it to you in March. I have felt so bad. It's the quarter inch yeah. uh, ratchet. Handle, I have yeah. it for you. Don't buy another one. I got it. <laughs> no, because I, I I have to say so, and I can kind of speak to at least at least the U.S. made craftsman stuff. I know their stuff is uh, their hand tools are all imported now, and and to that point, I don't I don't. I'm of the camp that I don't have anything inherently against importing tools or making manufacturing tools in China as long as obviously the workforce is well treated. Um, I think with materials, anyone's capable of making things good or bad. Um, but I can't say I've had I've had this socket set for I, I would wager close to 20 years. I've used it on cars, motorcycles, lawnmowers, you name it. I've hammered and heated and tortured the poor things um and i have never cracked i've never cracked a socket i've never broken anything uh the one one of the quarter inch ratchet handles the selector uh the paul failed um Mm. but other than that it's been great Uh, and that was on me because i could have taken it back probably to sears and had it replaced and i just never bothered and got around to it so and now sears is gone i know i know i lost my chance but uh i mean honestly no it's been really great um i've also i don't i mean realistically the i would say the only time i've ever broken a socket was probably doing something stupid and it was probably definitely from pittsburgh um the tool company not the place Um, (laughs) but but really yeah i think i think for motorcycles i think this gets back to like if you're if you're putting enough force into something that you 
break a socket manufactured in the last 20 years, I think you're, you're probably the problem more than the, yeah. you know, you'd mm-hmm. have to really be nothing on a motorcycle should be that, um, should be, Hard. should be getting that much force, you know? Yeah. Well, and I've definitely been guilty of running those, just the regular sockets on an impact. And yeah, that's right. just a great way to just tear through those super quick. Um, you know, they never really round, but you can tell on the inside, they're just getting totally beat up. And I've had a couple get enough tolerance in there. That's not good. Mm. I'm always kind of on the fence though. Cause when I run those 20 volt impacts, I know that they're not putting that much force, but I know that it's that continual. Right. Compared to like an air action or movement. something, but it's still, yeah, yeah, it's still, it's still just enough. It is a lot, probably, and the shock of it, I think is probably totally. Um, yeah. If you're not. No, absolutely. And Chris, I know that, you know, you've been wrenching now for a few years. You've, you've done yeah. a lot of work on your own bikes. What what do you think of my tools that, you know, <laughs> use or, or ones that you've bought, you know, Well, okay, so here's here's the thing. I I feel like I'm in a very good position to be borrowing tools because then I can figure out preference. And sometimes preference is just kind of subject to whatever Jordan buys at Harbor Freight. Um, But I've also used some pretty good tools, like working with my dad on car stuff when I was younger. And he would always have, like, the the nicer craftsmen. Same with my grandpa. Like, he had, like, a whole – his whole chest of tools was mostly – craftsman and even his mm-hmm. whole tool chest was craftsman it was one of those really really old ones from like the 60s mm-hmm. um so really nice stuff so over the years i don't know there's there's some plus and minuses like i like some of the cheap stuff because it gets you access to tools that you wouldn't necessarily like dewalt like a lot of that is like really like pinky up high end and really expensive and so <laughs> <laughs> i call yeah. it pinky up because of the price tag same with like a lot of like different Milwaukee tools and stuff like that. And people are like, oh, I swear by this. And I'm like, yeah, but you got the money for it. Whereas right. if you like, what's that? Is it Heart, the Walmart brand? Oh, mm. um, I don't know, like H-A-R. Yeah, I think, I think it is H-A-R, Heart. I have a socket yeah, set and a couple so there's, little odds There's some things that are just like good in a pinch, like some of the, the Walmart brand stuff. The thing that I wouldn't, skimp on would be like drill bits Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. um is what i've noticed is like when we've had drill bits from like harbor freight that are the bauer brand or whatever their house brand is Mm -hmm. or the pittsburgh brand they just Mm -hmm. the bits will just strip out so much faster Mm -hmm. than when you would get like i don't know a craftsman drill bit or like a dewalt drill bit um same with like a lot of the sockets and other things like that like you can just kind of feel the quality of the metal and be like yeah this isn't gonna last very long but it will do for right now Um, yeah i know when we were working on the sliding camper we we used a lot of you know switched kind of my tool set to doing more construction stuff and use mm -hmm. that impact and the drill a lot more for driving screws and we replaced that wall sleeves a lot and i noticed that too that the harbor freight bits were had more tolerant like more play in the screw and things mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. and they just didn't right. feel quite as solid yeah. yeah and even just like working on the dt or even the honda like to get like the older screws because we would have to replace some stuff on there because they were either rusted out or like mm-hmm. stripped out like you'd have to screw a screw out by just drilling into the top of it until it like broke off (laughs) 
and I on the old on the on old the, jet the japanese the, standard yeah exactly screws, yeah and, and it would always be like you do it and you get it out and then you're like okay this drill bit is toast like yeah, just, just after the good. one time and then you had like three more that you had to do <laughs> and so you're I'm, just kind of like fighting to like get the rest of them out and and i've actually broken on that heart brand i bought some of their in a really quick i bought some of their impact like the quarter inch shank to uh like three eighths quarter mm-hmm. half you know adapters i broke one one of the half adapters actually using on just like a first pulse of a i think it was a clutch basket or something on the 20 volt impact not even an air impact on the 20 volt and it just snapped right in half so yeah. they definitely are pretty cheap now i actually that's like the fanciest thing i buy i buy milwaukee uh bits because they just they yeah. just feel a lot more solid and things like that and they stick around for a lot longer which is really nice I don't really have a preference though. Like I, I, I do have a preference for like the actual tool itself, not like the bit. Well, the bits I have a, a preference for, but the tool itself I don't because it, it serves a purpose. If it lasts mm. for two years, cool. Mm-hmm. If it yeah. lasts for longer, even better. But mm. if it's just to like get into wrenching, I don't see the point in like spending a bunch of money until you figure out what you like and you might like the cheaper brand because it works for your budget and it works for your wrenching style whereas if you're the type of person who is banging on your bike when you really shouldn't um (laughs) i don't know just i think it's just a matter of just like learning how to take things off of your bike without breaking a tool is also another skill Proper to use. Have yep. Proper use is just don't just wail on the damn bike. <laughs> don't do that. Like if screwdrivers are not screwdrivers yeah. are not pry bars. <laughs> exactly, a mallet is your friend. Like for certain things. And a blowtorch. And a, and a blowtorch. Yes. Maybe. Yes. Blowtorch. And penetrating oil. <laughs> well, this is a great segue because yeah, that was kind of my next question: is what budget tools are worth buying? So I know Harbor Freight's been brought up a lot. Harbor Freight is extremely uh, divisive. I think in that you know shade tree mechanic world some people mm-hmm. will only buy the pittsburgh pro bauer stuff you know pittsburgh stuff and then some people would never touch it like the plague i know a couple people who would never buy anything from harbor freight you know which is it kind of strange to me because when i started out i bought everything i mean absolutely everything from harbor freight some of that stuff is still around we'll get to that talk about what some of those kind of like sleeper items at harbor freight and places like that are but I mean, what's just kind of a general consensus here? I, I feel like I'm I'm agree with Chris. I think if you're starting out, especially if you're just doing oil filter, you know, oil, oil filter, air filter, that's what you do. You have a newer Japanese bike and a, maybe that's all you need to do. I don't think it's a problem at all to buy a Pittsburgh. I'd buy the pro level, just the slightly mm-hmm. more expensive. Yeah, but I think yeah. an entire Pittsburgh pro kit is like $45, $50, you know. I don't see a problem with that. I'm, I'm kind of curious, Robert, how you feel about getting into it and buying something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I think uh, I'm a I'm a big fan. Um, I know I'm not, again, the only person to feel this way, but I think a great strategy is to do, you buy the whole set at Harbor Freight and then you repra- replace things as you break them uh, because those are going to be the things you're yeah. using the most often, right? Mm-hmm. You're going like, to, at some point, you're going to want a nicer 10 millimeter socket in every possible iteration of it, right? Because that's what you're sure. going to be using and you're going to lose it anyways. So you're going to lose <laughs> your Harbor Freight one and then you can buy a nicer one and, and slowly start accumulating. Um, you know, you replace the things as you, as you use them, I think, because that's going to, you don't need, um, you know, you don't need a snap on 
what, nine millimeter socket, right? No. Yeah. Or right. 11 or any of those, any of the sizes you don't use that aren't represented. You need, um, why not have them be Harbor Freight? The one time you need it, you'll have it. And the rest sure. of the time it's going to sit there. And I think that kind of goes with, you know, the, the, it's the joke that Harbor Freight's great for the tool you need one time. And, uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, yeah. And then well, I still have that place as you do. I still have that Torx bit set, you know, the six point right. Torx. And I use that like once a year, maybe now my truck has more of them. So I use them a little more often, but oh my gosh, you know, I bought that thing for $20, not even $20, probably 15 bucks with the coupon yeah. press in peace. And you know, that's uh that thing has been sitting in the box forever and I just barely use them. So and Danny, it sounds like you're kind of along the same line. You started out with something that was a little cheaper and then eventually bought the DeWalt. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm still yeah. a big Harbor Freight fan. I'm probably there at least twice a month. Something will come up. Oh, I need that. Like, I bought some of the, like, handheld hexes, the Pittsburgh ones with the, the handles on mm-hmm. them. Like, normally I would stray away from Pittsburgh. Like, or if I do, I'd get the Pro um, just because I've had mm-hmm. so many things break on, like, the other cheaper one cheaper stuff that i bought but like i mean it's great for what you need it for as long as you're not like abusing it and like not using it properly like it'll last for at least a bit until you can really source out what your needs are like i i don't think just going in and buying the full like dewalt set like day one is a smart idea like i think cheaping out and budgeting at least at the beginning like to know what you're going to need like that's that's key and it'll it'll save you money in the long run i mean you might have to rebuy some stuff when you're doing it but at least you're not going to be rebuying like a full kit like robert was saying replace what you need when you need to yeah i I also think you know it's it's one of those things where like (laughs) buying a buying a broken motorcycle fixing a a broken motorcycle is a is an act of passion and it's a thing you got to do while you're while you're feeling it and i think there's something like yeah Mm -hmm. And we can talk a little bit more about it uh, as we as we get along, but I think yeah, you can you can hunt eBay for like deals on mm. other maybe more high quality stuff, or look around or shop around. But when you have that, you, you roll this broken bike into your garage, and it's the first thing you're going to work on. You want tools today. You go to Harbor Freight, you buy the set, you'll be wrenching on that thing by the afternoon. Problem solved. Exactly. And I think that. Oh, I was going to say it's just like when you get the new bike, like Robert spoke to, like the, the excitedness about it and. You know, budget in that shopping spree, that excited, mm-hmm. I just got my first bike, shopping spree. Because then you can just go to Harbor yeah. Freight and go off, like exactly. go ham. And yeah. like even get the unnecessary like goggles, like the safety goggles. <laughs> you just like, like or like whatever. Buy the like, dead this, blow this, hammer. Buy the, buy the dead blow. Literally. Oh, buy all def- the unnecessary things that'll make you feel good when you're going to work on the bike. And then if one of the thing breaks and you're just like, well, I'll just go back. The, the wrench was a dollar 50. Right. And check the, look. and check the clearance, check the return section. Oh yes. yes. That is the Holy grail of Harbor Freight. Get, a, get an angle grinder section. and start, start making some mistakes. You can't fix. <laughs> well, and they are, <laughs> don't they, do that. <laughs> maybe don't do that first anyways. Well, or maybe do, I mean, maybe do. And then, and then while you're there, if you're you going fix? to buy it, 
by the angle grinder, but then also by the $99 welder and just know <laughs> yes. you're probably going to have to use it. And then also, what's that? The ecosystem. Sonic that's cleaner? Full... Oh, the ultra... Also get well, the Sonic, the ultrasonic cleaner because you know you're probably into... going to have rusted, mm-hmm. corroded, nasty parts and you want that stuff clean. And then how much is that you know what's, Like 50 bucks? And you know what's right next to the it's Harbor Freight ultrasonic cleaner is the Harbor Freight degreaser. Do you put? We'll talk. We'll yeah. talk about. We'll talk about the sleeper. The sleeper hits a Harbor Freight, but yeah, no. I mean, this is a great something we've been talking about is piecing that together. And you know, Robert, something you said that I think really stood out was looking for used stuff. I remember when I lived in Eugene or outside of Eugene, Oregon, we had a tool shop in in Springfield that was amazing. They had tons of old tools. And some of that stuff I still have. I bought a bullnose, uh, set of bullnose pliers. And I mean, I've had those bullnose pliers for years and years now. I, I think they're craftsmen. Mm-hmm. And I think I paid like a couple bucks for them. You know, I wouldn't go to a used shop buying screwdrivers or sockets. Maybe. It depends yeah. what they had and what the prices were. But you can get some absolutely killer deals on like even some older power tools that are probably totally fine. Yeah. Also say really quick before we talk about what some of those like absolute like awesome budget moments in tool buying have been um i will say too if you're breaking a lot of sockets and a lot of screwdrivers you should probably be investing a little more in penetrating oil and like a torch yeah exactly uh and i think he kind of said that robert i just wanted to point it out again was get a good get a can of liquid wrench and a dead blow hammer (laughs) and that'll bring that'll bring me into my first uh we could just kind of go round table on this but my first big thing like you have money and you bought a motorcycle if this motorcycle is older than let's say 2000 go and you know what if it's newer than 2000 go to harbor freight beeline it straight to the screwdriver section section look on the bottom i'm almost certain it's on the bottom by the impact screwdriver i'm not talking about the 20 volt uh which does look tempting or the air one and you know that don't worry about that stuff get the manual impact you hit it with a hammer and it actually you know it's like a manual impact screwdriver that thing has saved me so much hassle with old japanese bolts and that's a tool that usually they're quite a bit more expensive from the bigger brands. But this is like the exact same thing. It comes with some pretty shoddy bits, in my opinion. But it's it's an amazing value at like yeah, eight, it's like it's it. I think it is dollars. I bought one the other day. Yeah, and if you want to, if you want to be, just an absolute, you know, just the best thing you could ever buy for a Japanese older Japanese motorcycle, buy that and then buy a set of JIS bits for yep. it. And run the JIS bits, and you will never find another stuck screw on your thing. It is just such an incredible deal. So I kind of just want to go roundtable. It doesn't have to be Harbor Freight, um, but what's what's kind of the let's hear some of those other like insane deals in you know budget. Was it something used? Was it some Harbor Freight? Was it something somewhere else you got on clearance? Like what did you find, and what's been that one tool that has been like, dang, that was such a good deal. Um, you know, Danny, Robert, what do you got? Uh, I got, I mean, I'm in a second. This is this, it's the same tool, but, uh, impact little, uh, yeah. impact wrench. I have, I have, I eBayed. So this is a you know, probably a recurring theme in all my, t- my tool buying. I have an old, um, I got a Mac impact driver on eBay for probably like 20 bucks. Um, you nice. could, you could probably take someone out with it if you threw it at them, but, um, <laughs> that I'm, I kid you not same. I have exactly the same answer that and a set of JIS bits, um, saved i was tearing down the cb and it was just like i've never encountered and with the triumph and the husky any anything anything i've ever worked on i've never encountered a screw or a bolt that that won't that that hasn't gotten out i've never broken anything with it um like broken the head off a bolt or anything it's been a it's been a dream um 
Yeah. Impact driver. Get an impact yeah. driver. You get to hit it. You get you get to yell yep, at the fun. thing. You take out your your anger. Mm-hmm. You hit it, and at yep. the same time, you get the thing out. Yeah. No, that's a that's a great one. I'll also say to pair with that, get their dead blow hammers. Yeah. The dead blow hammers at Harbor Freight are such a no brainer because mm-hmm. you know that it's the same orange plastic hammer that's being molded in the same factory as all the rest of them. It's just got beads in it. I've had my impacts or the, not the impact the. Uh, dead blow set you know for years and years now and they just there's nothing really to go wrong with them so tools like that clamps dead blow hammers those things are just so much cheaper there and they usually last quite a long time mm-hmm. what, what are some of those other ones that you've gotten um, that have been that like ultimate budget i not like the most budget of budget but the the bauer 20 volt series from harbor freight is king like I bought mm-hmm. the like after I visited Jordan and Chris in Portland like two years ago. Um, I picked up the impact from them, and it's like mm-hmm. it changed my wrenching completely. <laughs> I was oh yeah. my god. <laughs> and then when we we moved recently, my other drill died. It would it wouldn't charge, and it was like some cheap Black and Decker one I got from Walmart. It's just a regular regular drill. So I picked up a uh, the Bauer twenty volt regular driver, and it's also great. So, I mean, for the price, mm-hmm. like 60, 70 bucks, like they use the same charger. They got fast charge on them. Like can't go wrong. It's, it's made life so much easier. Yeah. I bought my first one back after I worked and I was getting my SV650 ready for a trip back in 2018. It goes 18. And uh, I used a friend's and it was like, whoa, his was a Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a pretty nice one. But I was like, dang, I got to get one of these quarter inch. And, you know, the Harbor Freight one, it's a little older tech. It's still got, it's a brushed motor. Um, But mine just kicked the bucket, like, right after that two-year period that I could have bought the warranty for. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I I was very abusive. I've dropped it off the, when we had the sliding camper, I dropped it a solid 12 feet, you know, down onto the ground. I've run it over. It's stayed out in, like, rain. Mine has been left out in the rain multiple times, and it's still going strong. For shame. Yeah, I'm pretty bad. So no, mine, no, no, no. mine actually... Danny, you had one day of rain. <laughs> no, we didn't yeah, used to have a garage. When we didn't have a garage before the yard, like, no matter what we tried, like, somehow rain would get in. <laughs> I, I am you build it a canopy inve- of other mopeds? <laughs> <laughs> Just stack them. I am very invested in the 20-volt. I've got the jigsaw. I've got the vacuum. I've got the fan. I've got a radio. I've got the impact. I've got... Uh, two sanders detail and orbital and they are just all i'm always really impressed at how long they've lasted and yeah i mean that was that 20 volt impact i think is one of the best budget things i i I will say too i have the old one it still works um but it occasionally will will stop it'll it it feels like it maxes Mm. out like to keep from the motor overheating it just does it a little too soon. If you were only doing small bolts, though, it would it would function just fine. So I kept it around. Um, but yeah, no, for forty, it's forty five dollars without the battery or the charger. And I'll, I mean, I'll say this deal. because I have the Dewalt brushless impact wrench, mm. twenty volt, and mm. I am not convinced that they are not made in the same factory. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I mean, I've had I have a. In the past, I've had the older brushed DeWalt, um, God, what, like 12 volt or 18 volt driver. Mm. 
and it definitely had some like heft and torque to it. The brushless stuff to me, um, I've, I've used the Bauer stuff a little bit in your shop. I've used the Bauer stuff in the store. Um, I feel pretty comparable. I know that the batteries are identical except for like a little plastic mm-hmm. tab. Um, so I, I don't know. I do think, you know, you're saving a lot of money going with the Bauer. Um, either way, get an impact, get a, get a manual impact, Holy get a battery God. impact, change your life. Yeah. Yep. Um, Cause the quarter inch drive impacts that, I mean, that goes up to like, pro- other than the lift, the lift is my favorite mm-hmm. tool of all time. I don't, there will never be another tool that will be as valuable as that motorcycle lift. But the, the 20 volt is heavily, heavily used. I mean, of the two years I used that, I took down probably six or seven bikes, you know, almost completely when I was like parting them out. And I've taken down just everything. It's it does it'll do everything on a motorcycle except for maybe um, maybe some of the like. Well, no, I mean I've it'll take off pretty much everything, you know. And what's nice is it's not enough torque. You don't have to run the compressor, and it's not quite enough torque to get you in trouble. Like unless right. if you're just absolutely railing something really small. It's not like an air where if you I mean you shouldn't be driving stuff in with the impact. Yeah, you're not gonna but, be taking threads out with anything. No, not really. It's it's pretty light. Um, yeah, those are all. And just on the DeWalt note, you know, we live in a pretty rural area now, so no no more Harbor Freight, which is very sad. We have to drive but, so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know what we do have? We've got the the uh, store locally and D&B like supply. Yeah, yeah, it's like a chain of um, you know feed stores basically but they have a pretty robust hardware section. And so I went to go look at their DeWalt's and you know, I was looking at that 20 volt brushless kit. So you get the 20 volt and you get the, two, they give you two batteries, which is kind of nice and a charger. And that is like so, so much more. Like One I think that- was 299 and yeah. that was for the bigger kit and that's a 24 volt and they had a mixture of made in USA yeah. and made in China. And then there was also just the two impact set, but they had they were two different prices also because one had 12 volt, volt batteries with mm-hmm. the impacts and the, the other had 20 volt batteries I- with it. And the 12 right? volts weren't that much cheaper. No, right? they were 199. Yeah. For two. I- so I priced out the impact on the Bauer site is it usually goes on sale, but it's, I see it regularly. I think at 65 for a battery, a charger and the impact yeah. tool itself. And then the DeWalt for the same one, it was at my store is 199. So that was for the one impact, the two batteries and a charger. So you get an extra battery. Um, but it was, I mean, and it wasn't made in America either. Those ones weren't. So no, it's true. Yeah. That's the direction. Yeah, it's quite a bit more. So I I have been thinking a lot about maybe moving to a brushless, but it's like, even if I only get two years out of them, it's going to take a while. You know, I'm going to need that DeWalt to last five, six, you know, years before it really outprices the the Harbor Freight. Ask me in in six years. I'll let you know how it's going. (laughs) We will. I mean, it's nice because they have more service. How's the warranty? Do they have a warranty system on them? I actually don't know. I'd have to look. I'd have to look. I just picked it up the other day. Um, Hopefully, I I won't have to use it anytime soon. Well, because I've taken Harbor Freight stuff and another, you know, kind of plug for Harbor Freight. I've taken Harbor Freight stuff across state lines, you know, even and like been in a completely different area and said, hey, this doesn't work anymore. And it's like, as long as you have the warranty thing, or you're the inside track club, you know, right. it's like no questions asked. Even if you're not and it's within 90 days, it's like no questions asked. They just exchange it. Yep. So 
it's quite nice. It's, it's tough to beat that when you're starting out, you know. No, I'll, no. I'll also well, put another plug. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna. This, this, th we can save this for later if you want to talk about like picking up used tools and stuff too. Um, one of the things I was thinking of, and that kind of um, made me think about it, was also the idea of like, you know, I think, I think for all of us, it's like we're coming at motorcycles, maybe having some experience or we've been working on motorcycles a long time but i think another thing to remember is that like for somebody who's maybe working on their first bike you're not necessarily going to know what things you need and don't need true um and i think the the more stuff you can kind of throw in your garage quickly and then learn what things you need um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you know it's something that you could always go try to find wrenches is another thing that i like getting used i've been a big proponent now that i'm buying all whitworth i've been a big proponent of snail <laughs> brand Snail ah. brand tools from the UK, an old okay. uh, tool brand. But, um, you know, I think it's something you can go, like you said, support your small kind of mom and pa like tool shops. Go, sure. go find the used tool spots. But then you have, you know, if you have the little Pittsburgh socket and you're like, I know that I need this one because this fits my bolts. And then you can mm -hmm. find, you know, if it's a 10 or something, you have it with you and you can go find maybe a better manufacturer of 10 or a 10 millimeter wrench or a 10 something mm -hmm. or whatever it happens to be. Yeah. You can't go wrong with a set though, because then right. you already have it. Yeah. And also if you're buying the first bike from somebody, hopefully you're buying it from somebody who likes to talk about bikes mm. and will point you in the right direction mm -hmm. um, of like, well, I did this when I had the bike and this and that, and I use these tools and this, that, and the other, and hopefully you can pick their brain before you even start working on the bike which would be nice but i've only learned that from observing jordan picking up bikes from older older folks in the community and you know and he's just like well what do i how do i start where did you start yada yada and then mm -hmm. they just go on a tangent for like two hours after we had loaded the bike into the truck um but yeah, sometimes the people that you buy your bike from can be a good source for where to begin. Well, and if it's if it's not too old, maybe they actually have the original OE toolkit. Yeah. And those exactly. OE tools that I have, those are solid. They look really, on first glance, they look pretty chintzy. And you're like, mm -hmm. I don't know about that. But some of those toolkits, I've amassed a bunch of toolkits now from yeah. bikes I've had. And uh, yeah. Chances they're... are they don't need them anymore because right. they're giving you the bike. Right. So. right. And if they have them, yeah. Most most bikes I bought, they don't have them. But the ones that do, they're, uh, that GT185 I just picked up has the entire complete toolkit. And it's awesome. It truly does like everything, everything that maintenance wise that you need to do on the bike and a little bit more. Really quick, though, before we wrap up talking about tools, I'm wondering what that most overlooked tool. I'll just I'll, I'll start this one by saying if you're new to working on stuff, um, obviously, get please get penetrating oil and soak some stuff and yes. it, it'll make the difference, you know, to, to leave it up a little before. But also get a set of left hand trail bits mm -hmm. from uh, from Harbor Freight and learn how to use those, you know, extractors. I've never had really great luck with, but those left hand uh, drill bits for seven bucks have saved my skin many a time for getting, you know, pretty tricky bolts that are stuck out. Um, especially if you buy a bike that maybe there's a little more rounded bolts on it than mm -hmm. not rounded bolts. It's really nice thing to have. I'm wondering what though, is there something that you bought um, for a bike that you use specifically for bike maintenance that you think is overlooked to people who are building their, maybe their first toolkits? T-handle. Yeah. I love a T-handle. Solid. Um, I, don't, I don't know what it is. Something about using a T-handle just makes you feel like you're working on a motorcycle. Uh, and it's, mm. it's something you probably wouldn't use for anything else. 
Uh, and it's just yeah. something about it. It's also a great, like if you're going to be transitioning into like taking your bike out on the road and you want to build a kit for that, it's going to carry over really well. I have a really basic, uh, quarter inch T handle wrench that I just use quarter inch sockets for. I have all the sizes yeah. I need. If you need something bigger on the, you know, if you're going to travel, you can always get a three eighths adapter. Um, but something, I don't know, something about it's very soothing, it's very mm. Zen tool. I'm a big fan. There's, there's some places on a lot of bikes where you can't really get to right. it with a full ratchet. You might be able to get a ratcheting wrench in there, but mm-hmm. if you don't have that, a T-handle is a great way to get into really tough spots. Yeah, and it's a great all-around. You could get that and some sockets. You know, if you already had a socket set, that's going to get you into a lot of tight areas um, really well, too. Yeah, I have I have a collapsible T-handle in my mobile kit, and I have a regular T-handle from Tusk. I think it was like $6. Yeah. Great deal from Rocky Mountain. Rocky Mountain has a ton of really great price tools too for some of those specific tools it's amazing some of the prices they have uh and usually on par with the motion pro stuff so yeah pretty solid um danny what do you think for kind of a maybe a tool that's a little bit overlooked Um, when you're starting so for the long i mean it's not really a tool but for the longest time i just was not buying um tire spoons and I was just having a hell of a time. I, bold, I fucking bold move. I, I use screwdrivers yeah. more times than I want uh, to admit. No. What? <laughs> no. I, I wow. managed to do it. If, I mean, moped tires are a little different. Uh, I'm still cringing. I know. Um, yeah, yeah. For <laughs> big cringe. I did. I managed to, most of the time. I did not pop a tube. But I also don't have to change tires. I'm amazed. That often. That's amazing. Just, Let me just light just a candle for you right now. Imagine you there with like the park tool, little plastic bicycle tire spoons. Just oh like, no! I, <laughs> I never even tried that. But shout no. out to park tool. Um, shout out to park tool. I do. I do have a park tool bike pump, and it works. We love wonderful. your grease. Yeah. Um, we have good. Yeah, the but grease is awesome. in some searching of like you know peak cheapness. Um, you can actually change a moped tire or like one of the non knobbies with zip ties and Windex. Oh, Let yeah. me tell oh, yeah, you yeah, yeah. that once I discovered that before I bought tire spoons, <laughs> holy crap, the Windex, Windex, Windex and zip ties, like stuff oh, I had God. on, on deck already. Like it made changing tires so much easier. <laughs> I actually finally did that trick to, you can use that on motorcycles to break the beam. Okay. That's about as far as you'll get. And so you can use it to break. And I did that with a golden tire because they are, once they lock onto the rim, mm-hmm. which is awesome, they're really hard to get off. It's awesome for trail riding. I've literally run them flat and they still stay on the bike and, and it's got me out of some tricky situations. They're really great tires. But I, I the beads are really, really hard to break sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so I use zip ties once to do that. It actually works really, really well. You just cinch them around and keep going around. And uh, keep tightening them, and it does actually break the bead pretty easily. Um, tough tires, but won't get the won't get the sides off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Tusk, like again, I said, t- not not <laughs> not a tool, but in a pinch, it had made things a lot easier. And again, I think the Tusk iron set, where you get a twelve on one side and a spoon, and then on the other one you get a twenty-seven or twenty-four and a spoon on the other end. I think it's like fifteen bucks, and those are pretty great I've been yeah. using my yeah. set for yeah, I was a long gonna, time I was going to say if you have a if you have a metric bike it's a great place to kind of like double up oh, on yeah. a tool which is you get the what Jordan was talking about the it's a tire spoon on one side a wrench of some some specific size it's like a 12 13 on one yeah a 27 mm-hmm. it's typically if you have a metric bike you can you can kind of choose based on typically your um 
12, 13 for just random stuff. And then the larger one for your axle, um, totally. mm-hmm. your axle, axle nut. Yeah. Um, or both depending on how your axle is configured, but it's a great, it's a thing, a thing you might overlook and, and you might look at like a steel spoon and be like, Oh yeah, that's like 10 bucks. That seems good. But you can spend a little bit more and have a tool that's going to be a lot more usable and down the line, you'll be happy you bought. Yeah. And it won't mar your rims. Yeah. yeah. Well, if I they, still mar my rims. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's better than a I'm screwdriver. Not you know what? <laughs> a little yes. bit. <laughs> I'm so surprised you didn't pop a bunch of tubes. No, I was, I was real careful and really cautious, and it took me a very long time to get it done. Yeah, but get, get you some tire spoons. I got some extra. I'm all, good all now. I don't need you. them. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, is there anything that's been in kind of a game changer type tool for doing cycle um, maintenance? It's not a tool, but it's something that I'm going to start using as soon as I'm able to start wrenching again. Um, if you're a member of the Tiny Hand Club, the Dainty Hand Club, like me, uh, I'm going to start buying kids' gloves, like kids' mm. maintenance gloves, and cutting mm. the fingers off. Oh. Mm. Um, because I just, I have a hard time. I have, like, some carpal tunnel because I knit mm. also that's, like, starting up. And so being able to grip things... Mm-hmm like tools and not feel like I'm going to break my hand is really mm-hmm. nice. But also being able to grasp things with my fingertips, mm-hmm. like yeah. bolts and nuts and things. So, and also like you, we've all done this where you're wrenching on something and then you hit your knuckle yep. on something Sprocket. and then you cut your knuckle open and you're just like, God damn it. And yes. just like screaming. Cause it just like, it starts bleeding. Cause you catch a little, well, that's, that's a necessary sacrifice that I will not, I will not subject myself to that necessary sacrifice. I will protect my beautiful knuckles <laughs> with some gloves and get my grip on because then because you're just working with a bunch of chemicals too like sometimes things are greasy and then you're slipping all over the place it's good to have the extra back i want to know is there is there an equivalent to that when you're with knitting where you have a bunch of knitters and somebody's just like really mm-hmm. furiously going at it and just like ah yes split yes. split a knuckle you suck the blood out and you go back to knitting extreme no it's called breaking a needle mid project <sighs> and you're just like damn it or like you lost count and ooh. So these could be dual Knitting purpose Knitting takes gloves. a lot of math. These, these could be, be well, kind of, you but they could protect though, yourself. I, I just use like the arthritis gloves sometimes when I knit because I'm that's where my joints are at right now. But, there you go. Yeah, but the the fingerless glove thing it was a hack. I think some chick on TikTok I can't remember who it is, but she also rides and she's like I wrench with kids gloves and I cut mm. the fingers off and it's a good it, tip. It helps and I'm like oh yeah. Hell yeah. I, like, yeah. I'm going to start doing that. I actually like that. Because most of those... Good. Well, I was going to say, most of those mechanics gloves start at medium or large. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and they don't really just, have smalls. I, I don't fit them. I don't fit mm. them at all. So I just... I'll probably go to, like, the hardware store, the DMB supply, and find a pair. Because they have the garden gloves for kids that right. will fit me. But the fingers are too short. So if I cut the fingers off, then it'll be perfect. Nice. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good strategy. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of really great ways to go about it. I think everyone kind of had similar answers where we start out with a complete kit or we start out at least with cheaper things. And then as those things break um, or as we notice that we're using something a lot more, those tens, those number two Phillips, you know, those whatever, whatever that tool is that's being used a lot. Sometimes it's just a better idea to upgrade a little bit. Uh, I know I've started upgrading some of my like my 14s, my 12s, my 10 sockets with DeWalt sockets, and I've been pretty happy with those and also buying a dedicated impact driver set 
yeah. definitely helps lengthen the life of my regular sockets that are sometimes subjugated to the impact treatment. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of tips out there. Uh, maybe you have one that you found that is kind of that ultimate budget tip and you want to send it to us. Love to hear it uh, at our email, which is clappedmoto at gmail.com or the Insta, which is at clappedoutpod. I think everyone has their own kind of way of doing that stuff. And I don't know, maybe you're the person who just went out and bought the full snap out, the snap on kit <laughs> and has the full complete tool chest in the garage. Party on my doggy. Yeah. Party everyone's, on. everyone's I, can, I can definitely, yeah, I've, I've seen the other side of it, which is again, for the, the triumph, I'm stuck using Whitworth. So I did have to buy, you don't have a lot of options buying new. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's kind of of your, of your two buying new options. One is um, from a Japanese brand called Koken. Um, hmm. And they are the nicest sockets I've ever owned. I think it's like 70 bucks for six sockets. Wow. Um, they are, but they are very nice. Um, hmm. But this kind of goes in with the Asahi. So I got the Asahi light tool stuff yep. too. Um, yep. And it's kind of the same vibe where it's like, you think you've used, you think your tools are fine and then you use nice tools and it's yeah. like, oh, it feels like you molded this wrench around this nut here that I have to get off. Um, Mm-hmm. So I can mm-hmm. say, but, yeah. but the flip side is, you know, you, it doesn't, does it make sense to spend that much money on everything? When you start out, Jury's you'll out. see yeah. the light eventually, and then you'll move your way yep. up. It's, that's yeah, totally as, fine. As budget allows. Yeah. I have that Asahi that you sent for my birthday. The thank you again for that, that Crescent set. Cause it's, um, it's really nice. Yeah. They just, they fit in a way that it just feels a little different and they're lighter too, a mm-hmm. light tool, you know, it's really, really nice for sure. Um, yeah, so a lot of different kind of pieces there. Hopefully, if you're starting out, that's something that helps. And again, hit us up with some things that you've used or some, I'm always down to hear about some different, you know, sleeper tools that are out there that I haven't heard of that I absolutely need right now. <laughs> um, so with that, we'll move on to our clapped out pick of the week. This was a busy week. I remember in weeks prior, I had a, quite the time finding uh, some good ones, but the marketplace has opened up and provided us with all kinds of ridiculous things. So yeah. with that, let's see who wants, let's see, let's get Robert. Right. I want to see yours. I'll throw, let me find it here. It is definitely, I agree. I think, I think people, spring cleaning is on the mind. Yep. I think, I think people have yeah. that are in that mindset because I had the same thing last week. I was having a really hard time. And this week uh, it, was, it was spoiled for choice. So let me pull this up real quick. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah i I definitely feel like i i struck gold this week in terms of just options yeah Yeah. compared to last week where it was like a scramble but yeah (laughs) let me see if this is the one yeah there it is Ooh, I already like the color. So is that showing up there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, so this is a Honda. The title is Honda Part Bike or Rebuild. 650 bucks. It's an 84 200R. So a bike uh, mm-hmm. some of the people on the show are familiar with. Uh, an oh, yeah. 80s 200R. Uh, but what makes this one my pick of the week is that it has a 200R ATC motor, which means yep. it has a pull start. Oh, yes. my God. And you can see it, I think, in this picture right here. Amazing. So this is an XR200R <laughs> with a pull start. Hell yeah. Nice. Uh, has Oh, yeah, so you could convert it to an, have an electric start if you really wanted. You just have to put a battery. So I guess it has a starter. Uh, it just They're just running it batteryless. <laughs> nice. Needs I've gone never ASAP, wanted not to running. watch somebody start this so New wheels, new top life. end, new piston, <laughs> new pistons, plural, on a 200R. 
Um, oh. Single, so maybe they have more in a case. Uh, single cylinder bike for those listening along. New wheels, pull start, fun bike to ride, not free. I'm taking offers. Mm, not free. Um, but so all uh, wow. you know, other than that, looks like pretty run of the mill 200R. It does look like you got new wheels on it, which is kind of nice. Yeah, 600 bucks is not bad. Yeah, it is a cool. Yeah, it's a it's spray painted black, and then he's got like teal accents yeah, on it. But yeah. those look like as teal guard. Small oil leak. Yeah, yeah. Just a little, just a little just bit, a little. a little dribble. We don't know. Just a little dribble. Maybe he just filled Tasteful. it sloppy. But yeah. the what really sells it is the pull start the pull there start. on the end. It's pretty yeah. slick. It'll be the only the, I just you'll be the only kid on your block with a pull start XR. I wanna see that pull start in action. <laughs> yeah, so me too. Bad. So that is some bids. my pick of the week. That was a really solid one. I like that. I would love to have a full start on my bike. It's just, ah, let me just start this thing up. It's like a lawnmower. Come on, come on. If you thought you looked dumb trying to kickstart an old bike, you could look even dumber. That's right. Trying to Looking like start you're starting it. a lawnmower. That's yeah. Right. Hell yeah. Danny, what do you All got? Right. It is. It's a good one. I. I love it so much. <laughs> I, I would never buy it, but I love it so much. All right, so we're gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna show the okay. the name, the price, like the description. This, I like this format. I'm on the edge of my seat. We're gonna right go. Now. Yeah, it's gonna be mm-hmm. suspenseful. So we got 1975 yeah, Suzuki RV125, which is pretty much their their answer to the Honda CT90. Um, 300 bucks out in Prescott, Arizona. Just you know it's good if it's in Arizona. Description: Relist found the exhaust pipe. It's in perfect, oh my God. perfect oh. condition. No dents of any kind. Vintage Suzuki 1975 RV125. Please check the pictures closely as this bike would clearly need a lot to get it running. Mm-hmm. Have title, cash only, no trades, and I will not part it out. Which, I mean, already we're, we're off to a good start. And then the pictures. <laughs> You've got a rear Solid. tire held on by a tire iron. That rear shock yep. is not hold on with anything so so it's in, in yeah. place in place of a rear axle they have yeah. a tire iron yep tire iron not yeah. a straight yeah not straight it's no. bent Wait, where so you get to do donuts the whole time mm-hmm. where's mm-hmm. that ignition place that it does have the key the, uh, it looks yeah. right next to the triple yeah it's it's up yeah maybe front. well no oh yeah yeah it's that like could have been a weird placement so we've got that. yeah usually we've got a cylinder with no head mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah the battery no holder dents. is there with no battery no dents got a rat's nest of wires and no headlight mm. yeah that's the nicest part of the bike is the 100 gauges. miles per hour apparently that speedo that's goes up to 100 mold. that is i would love to see that <laughs> me too. Right, here we go we've yeah. got put a pole start on that thing sign me up <laughs> um we've got the head it's okay it does have the other shock and the wait 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 go back go back let's just appreciate the perfect condition of that exhaust pipe the exhaust pipe is in immaculate shape. Perfect. the chrome is very shiny this this wow. bike is basically an assemblage of all the parts everyone else loses from their bike. Right. Uh, it, they have a title, they have a front fender, they have an exhaust, and they have the original Suzuki key. Yeah. So they don't have the rest of the bike, but they have all no, those. No, not that stuff. 
Yeah, exactly. Yep. So that is. They don't have an axle. They don't have a rear axle. The tire iron is what kills it's me. It's not even. Oh, it's not God. aligned with the swing arm either. I think that's what. That's it's what gets me. Bent. Yeah, I know. It's... You know, I think. I think if you were somebody who had a 1975 Suzuki RV125. You would be thrilled to see this listing. Yeah, I mean, you, you could probably get, stuff you could you get some stuff off of it, for sure. <laughs> for but sure. I, I truly wonder if a, if he's just being sarcastic or, like, it's a copy <laughs> and paste from some other listing that they had at some point. Because While we're on this picture, we can also point out that that rear shock is not held on. Nope, not at all. swing arm. And, and no, the other, the other side out. rear shock is sitting on top of the seat. So mm, hard tail. Straight chill. That's a hard tail. They, they uh, very hard tail. Somewhat converted it to monoshock like and it, don't even like have it. that monoshock connected. So awesome. That's a good pick. Monoshock halfway converted. No dents. <laughs> no dents. No dents. Good enough for GS. Perfect. Perfect condition. Perfect condition. All right, Chris, what do you got? Okay, so we got. I know we've been talking about that Coleman deal. The jumping the Coleman over. We will. The fire. Uh, just just a reminder: if you go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash clapped out moto, uh, if we do reach that thousand dollar mark, we will uh, buy a Coleman and jump it over a really big fire. We're not joking here. It's not going to be a campfire. I think this is uh, be like it's actually fire. a big ass fire. Big ass it's fire like was big was ass so. Fire. Buy us a coffee and we'll jump a Coleman with a Predator engine in it That's too. Right. We're not going to skim. You got to get that extra <laughs> oomph. So what we have here, because in true pandemic spring cleaning fashion, we I have six Coleman bikes, says this person. <laughs> cool. Four are the CT. For six thousand dollars, you could see six Coleman bikes jump over a big ass fire. Four are the CT two hundred, and two are the CT one hundred. All are from last year and have minimal ride time. All start and have been ridden today. Mm. The go is a set. A set, y'all. $2,500 for the mm. group. I don't need the money. Low ballers mm-hmm. keep looking. That's right. Okay. And so here is the fleet all in red. Okay. How many 200s do we get? Four. Four of them. Four of the 200s you're looking and the rest at, of the 100. You're at the Amazon listing that I'm looking at? Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to know. 600 bucks. So the 200 okay. is 600 a piece. So you're getting your money's mm-hmm. worth just on the 600s. You're a little bit. Yeah, you're getting... Yeah, okay. Or the 200s. I, I think there's one yellow one. Oh, my gosh. One and can only one wonder. one green one. It is a person. But the rest of them are red, and it's just it's just a, a fleet. It's a fleet. It's a fleet. It's a fleet, a fleet of 2020 fleet Coleman's. Of and this boats. isn't even a, a clapped out pick. It is just straight up ridiculous, and I want it just oh. so I can ride through town with the homies to brunch uh, on a bunch of cold I was I was gonna I was gonna say you could as a new rider you could think to yourself I saved up $2500 I'm gonna buy myself a used DRZ 400 or I'm gonna buy used XR you know 650 or something mm-hmm. or or you could buy you and all your friends right. a bunch of CT 200s and ride off into the distance mm. Getting into all kinds of shenanigans. That's right. I would choose look the latter. Look at all the the, tor- the torque mean, that those things have is very impressive. I, I did. I rode. I rode one with a Predator engine in it, and holy shit! Like quarter okay. quarter throttle, it was ripping. Huh. Okay. They just look like a bunch of little low rider bikes with yeah, those drop yeah. handles. Huge ape hangers. I like it. And get into some trouble. Like uh-huh. a bunch of tiny little Rokons, but they're Coleman's. Yeah. 
Well, but, you know, a Predator only runs 125 bucks. You get, well, mm-hmm. I guess you can't. The days of the 20% coupon are long gone. It's long gone. They are. Some peace. They are. Long gone. But that's my pick, and it's strictly just to do hood rat shit with my friends. It's great. <laughs> Fully backed. Fully backed. Yeah, yeah I like Fully it. Backed. Put some nobbies on those. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. Fun. I don't even think you have to. The tires are so wide. Yeah, yeah. They are. They're like a big-ass trials tire. They just go You can just send everything. it on anything. <laughs> Take that to your next trial club event. That's what I'm saying. You'll, yeah. yeah, you'll rock that shit. All right, now I gotta get mine up here. If I can. The competition is stiff oh, this week, Jordan. It is, it is. And I, I felt like mine was interesting. So here we are. This is a 85 <laughs> XL. <laughs> this is an 85 XL 600. What is that decal? Um, so, oh, it's the decal. This is so. Writing the these are really cool. <laughs> <laughs> these are these are really cool. Huzzah, the dual. Huzzah. These are the dual card R R F V C engine. Um, so these are actually kind of becoming a little more rare and sought after, especially for parts because the head's different and uh, some of the parts are different on it. It, but you know what the real standout here is that the fender, the cowl, the tank, and the side panels are all, and the rear fender and are the all made out of cover stamped metal. Yep, exactly. And on the side cover has a big old iron cross. It's I'm I'm affectionately like calling it, it be, the zoom in on the side cover again because it I'm almost affectionately, looks. It looks. It almost yeah. looks like it's die cut. Oh yeah, it does. It, it is. really does. There's and like a mesh yeah, backing yeah. to that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna very affectionately call this the Knight's Thumplar, because <laughs> it's just perfect. It is. Yeah, it is amazing. I want to hit this guy up. I'm actually. The more and more I look at the tank, of course we'll post all these. Uh, you can check them out on the Instagram. Someone took some time no, yeah. to like figure that out. That, that it's it's a you bunch know that of different tank, cut. That tank makes me reminds me. I don't know if anyone was watching Guts as a kid. That reminds me of the Agro Crag mm. at the end. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. I I think Lance you should men- mention him Steve. purely to see how much the bike weighs. Tell him you need. I tell him you know. need a weight yeah. before you the apply headlight, it. I mean, the headlight cowl is also really cool. Yeah, no, it's yeah. super rad. Someone someone definitely oh took some time. <laughs> steel grill landing it, it out yeah Amazing. he's got the same i think that's the stock grill on it so these are actually really cool bikes um they produce a little more horsepower mm-hmm. than the newer the newer big xrs and then you could also have a bunch of you know you'd be you'd have the only one like it knight's temple true yeah so that, that's the knight's thumplar i think it's <laughs> my I, god like i said there was no shortage i agree so we'll we'll put those on the instagram you can check them out for your viewing pleasure, tell us. That made me one. laugh so hard I cried. <laughs> that like, you like that. <laughs> just a little. A good one. And if you're willing to drive to Randall, Washington, it could be yours. Huzzah! So with that, that's the end of the show. That was our episode on tools. Again, we'd love to hear from you if you have any comments, questions about any of this stuff, or maybe you have that one tool thing you bought that that was that sleeper hit. I'm always curious to hear about those. Our email is clappedmoto at gmail.com. Our Instagram is at clappedoutpod. And you can also support us by going to buymeacoffee.com forward slash clappedoutmoto. So, yeah, thanks again for listening in and checking us out. We always uh, appreciate the listens. So we'll be back next week with a whole other episode. And see you later. Later. Bye. See ya.
why would you want to go to Mira Mesa? Because <laughs> Mira Mesa has sushi deli. Oh. Sushi deli. Sushi deli. Sushi deli. Oh. Sushi deli. Oh. Sushi deli.